Elsie, he whispered. Wentworth opened his eyes widely and studied the lifted face, saw the grease-rimmed nails of the man's hands, and memory glinted like a sword. Elsie was the name of the girl who had been killed by the feathered dart. Elsie Blackman. Her husband was a mechanic, and the spider had been blamed for her death. This, then, was her husband, intent on vengeance. But how had he learned that the spider lurked here? There was only one explanation. The enemies of the spider, those who had trailed him so long, had led the man here. Without a sound, Wentworth's hand went to the revolver the man had dropped. He rolled sharply, came to his feet with the gun pointed. Just stay on your knees for a moment, Blackman, Wentworth ordered quietly. Through long seconds, the man stared with incredulous eyes. Then he lurched to his feet, started forward with his fingers crooked in menace, stopped only when the revolver muzzle dug hard into his belly. I didn't kill your Elsie, Wentworth informed him sharply. I didn't kill her. I shot the man who did. Do you hear, Blackman? I shot the man that did it in his right arm, but I didn't kill Elsie. Blackman swayed back from the gun muzzle. He had a frank, honest face, a high, sloping forehead contorted now by scowling uncertainty. He was stupefied with grief, robbed of his bride, racked by the desire for vengeance. He wanted to charge that gun muzzle, but he was nevertheless afraid of it. Who told you I did it? Wentworth insisted. Blackman moved his wide shoulders. They did. And then the newspapers. Whom do you mean by they? Blackman hesitated. He lifted a hand, dragged it across his forehead. His shoulder muscles flinched, and the hand moved hesitantly toward the back of his neck, then swung limply to his side. He swayed slightly. A sharp and fearful suspicion seized Wentworth. He sprang abruptly to the left, out of range of the open window, and peered at Blackman. What he saw confirmed his shrewd guess. In the back of Blackman's neck there flowered a bright feathered dart. With a curse, Wentworth dived at Blackman's legs, spilled the man to the floor. It was the work of an instant to whip the dart from the flesh. He snatched a knife from his pocket, slashed the flesh, put his lips to the wound. Wentworth could never afterwards tell why he wanted so desperately to save the life of this bereaved man. Certainly he no longer needed him for contact with his enemies. They were there, outside the window somewhere, possibly ready to shoot another dart. It would be simple for the spider to trail them, yet he applied himself to the task of saving Blackman. Clearly, Wentworth saw the plot of those who spread the dancing death to rid themselves of the spider through the agency of a man they had bereaved. He worked swiftly, drawing poison from the wound he had deepened, spitting it upon the floor. He stopped only when the rasp of a footstep at the doorway pulled up his head. His hand flew to his gun, but he was already looking into the muzzle of an automatic, held steadily by a smiling man. "'Cease your labors of love, my friend,' the man directed softly. "'Arise and come with me.' Wentworth stared at the debonair gunman. He seemed slight, yet was as tall as Wentworth. His smile shone whitely beneath a dapper mustache, and the hand which aimed the gun was long-fingered, carefully tended. "'Must I again bid you arise?' the man asked gently. Wentworth saw death in the shine of those large black eyes. He got deliberately to his feet, made no attempt to reach his revolvers. He read ruthless efficiency in the long-fingered hand holding the gun. The man's entire person was as carefully tended as that hand— His dress was almost foppish, yet too well selected and cleverly tailored to be conspicuous. Wentworth's voice deepened with irony. And whom have I the honor of addressing? 
The man uncovered his head, bowed faultlessly, and did not let the gun waver. Signor Arana, he said mockingly. Mr. Spider, I am Signor Pascual Madrigas y Halienda. Will you be so kind as to accompany me? Wentworth moved forward willingly. There was no doubt in his mind that this man who styled himself so grandiloquently was one of those behind the dancing death, probably one of the leaders. Since the man had not killed him outright, it was obvious he intended to take him to some headquarters of the criminals. That was precisely what the spider wanted. It would have been better, of course, not to go as a prisoner, but even that did not concern him greatly. Before this, the spider had gone.